All right, cool. Very epic. Very epic. <laughs> muy um, epico, as the Jacks would say. Muy epico. I've been into it. I don't know why. Well, it's because I've been saying... Well, because I started muy. saying epic, and then mm. as, like, ironically, and then it became not ironically um, yeah the classic bit where the bit becomes not a bit anymore yeah, and so it's then just I, something that you say yeah exactly so then i had to start saying very epic um but then very epic as well became unironic so now i say muy epico because that's like that will never become not ironic because it's so absurd i literally bit beat a bit to death today with my friends on facebook messenger because they were talking about, like, we're having a fire tonight. And uh, they're like, oh, you, you, what do you guys want to drink? And I was like, milk. And it was not <laughs> funny at all. <laughs> I think but that's funny. I have committed. Uh, I go laugh. I have committed to the bit. And so, that like, is funny. I'm just, like, nonstop just bombarding them with, like, as long as somebody brings the milk. I, so. um, like, actually drink milk, like, on its own. Really? Yeah, I like, used to I when I was freak. a kid. I go th- I like drink so much milk. It's unreal. Like I will have a glass like I will have like two glasses of milk with like everything I eat or um I'll have like a big bowl of cereal. Like I go through milk very quickly. I get it. I mean, I have a lot of almond milk by itself. Um yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a milk drinker in really any form. I will drinker. drink an almond milk. I will drink it, but it's it's definitely not my go-to by any stretch of the imagination. You're more of a soy guy, right? I went That's through a, a You're period. more of a soy guy, right? Like a soy a milk? soy boy. A uh, soy, soy boy, boy, if you will. Yeah, that's a freaking I, I soy boy. No, it's been mainly almond milk recently. I do oh. prefer soy milk, but I've been getting away from that. Getting more of a, I'm a more of an almond kick right now. <laughs> Just I, get my um, almond milk on. My, uh, my mom, like a year ago... I think I, I think I told had told you guys about this. Zach Dictakis was like, "God bless your mom for for doing that for you." And I was like, "Shut up!" But she like <laughs> she was like, "I'm not going to buy you regular milk anymore. I'm only going to like buy you alternative milks." And so she bought like small ones of like different ones, so we could see which one I liked. Um, and I hate it all. <laughs> oh my god! Um, oat milk was the clo- oat milk was like the best so i drank oat milk for a while but then one day it's pretty good one day i was just like mom if you don't want me drinking milk just don't buy me oat milk i can't i can't drink it <laughs> any it's just not and so then she was like all right i'll just buy rest so now we just get regular <laughs> milk um but Sometimes today's better today's episode is nothing about milk um yep. there's not a single mention of milk in it um <laughs> So before we get into it, uh, today's episode was actually a fan suggestion from yes. uh, a one Mr. Betts. Mr. Betts, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. But Betts. He, you might remember him as the like the the real ass fan who emailed us a while fan. back. Yeah, um, he has a YouTube <laughs> channel. One. I think it's just Mr. Yeah. I think it's Mr. Betts Class. If you want to check that out. It's actually yeah, no, it, awesome YouTube channel. Too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cool animations, and uh, yeah. it's, it seems like a reasonably popular channel too. When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, he has a YouTube channel. That's cool." And I clicked it. I'm like, "Oh shit, he actually has like a pretty good amount of subs." Yeah, it's I like was, a like okay, it's like an educational type thing, but it's like fun History and easy stuff. to digest yeah. and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he has um, over a hundred thousand subs, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, good for yeah. So go check him Mets. out. Um, so. Uh, Let's intro. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. How about we just you know, let's just get right into it and introduce ourselves. So yeah. I am yeah. your um, JavaScript 
J Jack. Um, mm, because there's weird. a lot of programming and coding stuff involved in okay, today's topic. Okay, okay, okay. Not what I was expecting, because again, <laughs> I don't know if I said this yet, I literally know nothing about what we're talking about today. You know nothing, okay, Brent. Okay, I'm, no. I'm your beta B, Brent, because mm. we're in beta today. <laughs> nice, Brent. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm under the assumption, the false assumption, that this is about Cicada's The Bug. So oh. I am your buzzing in the summer bee, Bobby. Um, I actually, yeah, we'll talk about the uh, cicada broods. Apparently the two, like the 13-year one and the 17-year one or whatever are like synced up for this summer. Um, so there's going to be a lot of cicadas this year. But cicadas are going to be fucking lit. <laughs> as If you're listening to this, you probably already know because you saw the title. But uh, today we're talking about Cicada 3301. Or 3301. Um, sometimes people just refer to it as 3301 or just simply Cicada. Um, but Cicada 3301 is a nickname given to an unknown group who are responsible for a series of three puzzles. Uh, with their purpose, and I quote, is looking for intelligent individuals and recruit them into their organization. Mm. Um, if this is, if they're like actually like a real secret society, they're like, they're like the most secret, secret society. Oh shit. So it's a secret society. Okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get into what the actual organization is. Um, because at first I was like, well, this is like some like extra nerdy level of like Mensa shit or something. (laughs) Um, so like an IQ test, we're solving some puzzles or something. It's, you know, you're not too far off. It's kind of Mensa y. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, like a li- like a little bit, just because they're looking for intelligent um, sure. individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna. So I think what we'll do is we'll go through. I'll go through each of the three puzzles as they came out and as they were solved, um, and we'll talk about the information that has been revealed through those puzzles, and then um, what. And then afterwards, we'll talk about what the actual group is, what the winners of some of these puzzles have come out and said about the group. Um, so we'll just start off uh, at the beginning. So the first puzzle was published on January 4th of 2012. Um, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a dollar if you can guess <laughs> where this puzzle was posted. Uh, 4chan? 4chan! 4chan. Yeah. No it, surprise here. 4chan, obviously. Um, so the second puzzle was posted exactly a year later on January 4th. Some people say January 5th, um, but it's because the puzzle was posted at on midnight between January 4th and 5th. So depending on where you were in the globe, it was either the 4th or the 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, got a the controversy. Third, yeah, the third again was posted exactly one year later, um, and the third puzzle is the only one that remains completely unsolved. Um, nothing new was posted in 2015, but a clue was posted to Twitter on January 5th in 2016. Um, so the first puzzle was posted 2014. The last correspondence they've ever posted was in 2016. So this, the, the, over a course of four years, um, it, it, the, the, they're pretty grand in scale. Um, so the first puzzle starts as as uh, follows. It was an image posted. It had a black image with a watermark of a cicada in it. And so that's where the, the cicada name comes from. And this image read, hello, 
We are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. I love this already. It, dude, I, I was, the whole time I was like doing research, I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. It's so cool because it's like straight up like this is for all intents. It's a real life ARG at this yeah. point because mm-hmm. like all the other ones are like are exactly that like games. But like this one is like if it, it like if it turns out to be true, it's like, oh, my God, this is like joining some kind of secret society. Oh my God. Um, so the way that this puzzle was solved, it, so, the way that all of these puzzles, like, again, the reason why it takes so long, like the first puzzle got solved over the course of a month um, because it's just so like these, these things are so complicated and there's a website that you can go on. If you look up like Cicada 3301 first puzzle, um, there's a website that will walk you through every single step of the puzzle and how to solve every single step. And I was reading through that for this first puzzle. Um, there's also a YouTube channel of a guy named Knox Populi, who is famous for being one of the people to solve the second puzzles. We'll talk about him more, him, him later. Um, but his YouTube channel, he completely explains how the first puzzle was, was solved, how the second puzzle was solved. Um, and then obviously the third puzzle hasn't been solved yet. Um, but even after watching those videos and go, following through the webpage, I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what even is happening. Basically, <laughs> um, they looked at like, the image data for this actual image and found um, for like because uh, the image data is displayed in a series of letters and numbers. Right. Yeah. Um, and so on the end of that data for the actual image was just a seemingly random string of letters and numbers. Um, but to according to Marcus Wanner, who is who is credited as the being the first person to solve the first puzzle. Um, he was like, oh, it was super easy to recognize it as a URL because, you know, it was it was two letters, two of the same number and then two different letters and then two of the same thing, which is HTTP for colon slash slash. And I was like, oh, yeah, obviously that's a URL, <laughs> you know, like just Listen, we're all hackers here. We've all coded. <laughs> yeah. We've, well, I yeah. know a couple zeros, a couple ones. Hackers who code. <laughs> um, literally everyone who solves these puzzles are like. Liter- like no joke like hackers who code it's awesome um <laughs> they are anonymous yeah so that url sent them to a like a forum page sort of like a lot of the like websites that get linked to are just like basic like it'll just have text or just like or just like an image so this one sent them to an image of a duck that was like whoops you didn't figure it out do you think you can guess it out and guess it out was a hint because there is friend <laughs> just sent a gif of hackers who code um, oh, <laughs> um so guess it out was a hint because there's this program called outguess which is used for let me um what is the actual word steganography and stenography no not stenography steganography Oh, interesting. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So steganography is the, the filming art... of stegosauruses. No. 
Close, though. Okay. You're very tight, close. Though. Very tight. It is the art of hiding messages within other messages. Oh. Um, so the way that our boy Marcus Wanner uh, described steganography, he would say, he said, it's as if you have a china cabinet that has a blue cup on the bottom left shelf, and then you move that blue cup to the top right shelf, and that's the message. What? And I, and I was like, what? And so, wait, what? And, and because so what that means is outguess will take the image's data and make it look like um make it look like it's still the image's data but it's been rearranged in a way that makes a message um and he says the way that you the way that you solve steganography is like if we're using the the china cabinet um Inter uh, metaphor, um, you interpret, you look at the China cabinet and you think of every single possible message that blue cup being moved from bottom left to top right could mean. And that's how you solve steganography. Um, it's like super, like everything is like every single piece of information that that 3301 like puts out is either like encrypted, super like convoluted stuff because it, it, it's insane. Um, so because of the phrase guess it out they were like oh outguess so they took this program outguess which is used for image steganography and they applied it to this image um and the image led to a, another web page which led to a series of riddles that i'm not going to go into each one of these riddles specifically because a lot of them are like super convoluted um the type of stuff that you're required to know in order to solve the the riddles after this image are you need to know coding you need to know cryptography you need to know steganography um you need to have a knowledge of classical art medieval Check. Check medieval Check. literature um, because they, they had like they had like a, one of the puzzles was a book cipher, um, which it means. Uh, so a book cipher is essentially like a series of unfortunate um, events. I knew it. No, 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 no. Close, though. It's 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 um, it's like it, it's a puzzle where you need to have the book in order to solve like the the puzzle because it, it, it'll there it'll be cryptically it will say like what page and what line and where on the line is that word and so once you get the book that goes with the cipher um you can look through it and be like okay page 13 line 12 word 5 and then you'll get that word and then you move to the next one and then it creates a message um, and you the book, the actual physical book to figure it out. Well, you don't need the actual physical book, but you just need to find a copy of the book. You can get it on Kindle, my dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. Um, but you could take it out of your local library <laughs> for this first one. The book that was needed was like some ancient, like medieval Welsh poetry book um, that they mm. needed to get. Um, it's being pulled straight from my OK Cupid profile. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> so after all of these, after all We're these puzzles. Out were solved that you needed everything it gave you a phone number um and when calling the phone number um well first before anyone called before well i'm sure people just called it right off but um marcus's group um some of the people in his group tried to like contact the company or like the service provider that the phone number was with 
and the company could not access any records or any um, information about this phone number. Mm. Um, so in the video that I was watching, Marcus was like, that's where I was really intrigued. Like, how can this, how could these people hide this information from the company that they set up the phone number with? Um, so when you called the number, a robotic voice said, very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final dot JPEG image. Um, that is the first image that was posted. Um, the one that had like the we're looking for individuals. Three three zero one is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a dot com to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. Um, it, this one is the solution to this puzzle. I don't even know why they said one of them is three three zero one because that seems so obvious to me. Like obviously three three zero one is going to be one of the prime numbers associated with it. Um, but. Um, the other two primes were the dimensions of the image, which were 509 by 503. Um, so you multiply all that together and you get 845145127.com. Uh, is it still up? No, like nothing. Oh. It's not like none of the, these websites are still up. Um, and this is still in 2012. This is all in 2012. So, okay. yeah. So the, this first test happened over the course of a month. Um, so the website showed an image of a cicada, uh, and a countdown timer. It was like two days into the future. Um, again, using outguess on that image of a cicada, they found the image hidden message saying begin PGP signed message hash S H a one. You have done well to come this far. Patience is a virtue. Um, which means wait for the timer to be done. Um, a PGP, by the way, the signed PGP message with the hash SHA1 is like, it's like a coding digital signature. Um, so every single message and every single thing that Cicada sends out uses the same PGP signature, um, as a way to prevent copycats. Uh, cause as we see with the later, um, puzzles, um, by the time those ones were coming out, there were tons of people like releasing their own puzzles and claiming that it was part of Cicada or being like, oh, I received this information from Cicada and I solved it, blah, blah, blah. And then people who were actually solving the puzzles were like, OK, then show us the PGP signature. And they never did. And they were like, all right, well, obviously, that's not real Cicada. So well, you can tell Cicada killered. Yeah. So you can tell because of this signature that everything that's being sent is at least being sent by the same person or group. Mm. Um, it doesn't really mean anything beyond that, but you can tell that it's all coming from the same place. Uh, so the code breakers waited until the time uh, ran out and the image um, steganography data, the outguess thing, um, the message changed from you have done well to come this far. Patience is a virtue to a list of GPS coordinates that Ooh. corresponded with locations all around the world. Um, <laughs> uh, so these were in places. So what you're trying to say is this is the first iteration of Pokemon Go. It basically is, dude. It's, it's actually, the beta for Pokemon Go. It's actually the beta for Wizards Unite. Wizards but, Unite. Uh, Wizards, yeah. Unite. Wizards Unite is canceled. Yep. Um, funny Anything thing. Anything wrong, you done fucked up. <laughs> I actually played Wizards Unite 
more than I played Pokemon Go. But that's because I played Pokemon Go for like a, like 10 minutes. And I played Wizards <laughs> Unite for like maybe two days. Um, but these, G- these GPS coordinates were in places like there was one in California. There was one in Hawaii. There was one in Poland. There was one in South Korea. Um, there was one in Russia. Uh, there was one in Australia. Like these 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 coordinates were all over the place which like initially you're like okay these are just random coordinates but when you went to the coordinates there was a physical actual piece of paper that was taped like somewhere on that coordinate so it's like telephone pole the one in korea was taped to a bus stop um and on this piece of paper was that cicada image and a qr code um that's sick i know so first at first you're like Okay, well, obviously these people, like, that doesn't mean anything. But the fact that they actually put a physical thing there shows, at the very least, that they have a member in these countries or have the means to be able to travel to all of these countries within a month. Not even, because the month was the whole time, and this was only, like, halfway through the puzzles. They have Um, a wide connection, you know? Yeah, so they, like, they truly are a global organization um in some in some form uh so wow the qr codes were determined to be there was only two different variations of the qr codes um the first qr code was almost completely unusable because it was a later discovered to be a book cipher um the second qr code led um the second qr code had a description of the book that was needed for the book cipher again um and this book is crazy this book has nothing to do directly with cicada they just used it as a cipher but this book individually is insane so the book is called agrippa in parentheses a a book of the dead um Mm. this book it's it was printed on paper that dissolved when ex- when exposed to air for too long with ink that would fade when exposed to light for too long. Um, and this is just the, the regular book that was published? This is just a regular book that was like a real book that was published that like any of us could have gone and bought. It this was like it, national uh, treasure shit. I mean, obviously it had a very limited run. I mean, dude, the book itself, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, it Where's also Nicholas came Cage? it came with a floppy disk that um had a copy of the book on it that would erase the floppy disk and completely encrypt all of the data when you read through the book once so like the creator of this book very much was like you can only read this once and then the like the book self destructed um so Obviously, it's amazing. <laughs> obviously, though, they were able to find copies and like of the act of the text um, online um, because like it's it's almost impossible to have data this day and age just completely erase itself like entirely from everything, um, which is kind of like as we'll learn later, we will. We'll, we'll, I'll talk about more about that later as we learn about what the actual organization is. Um, so. By getting this very insane book that was meant to destroy itself, um, they solved the book cipher, which led to a deep web forum. 
Uh, so this is the first time we're going to the deep web, but it most certainly will not be the last time. Um, so is the deep web different from the dark <clears throat> web? I mean, the dark web is just like what people call the deep web when they don't really know what it, it's the same thing. The yeah, dark, I mean, the dark same. web would technically be like, it's like the black market that's on the deep web. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, the deep web is sound slash dark web. It sounds way more scary than it actually is. All so the way that the internet that most people access works is I send my signal out to like we're talking on Discord right now. So my computer would send its signal out to Discord and Discord sends its signal to to Brent and Bobby and that's how we get all con- all we get all connected. When even when you're searching stuff on like Google, you're you're you send your your info to the Google servers and the Google servers go and grab everything and then display it for you. And that's what, that's what a web browser is. Um, it's also called like a spider crawler, I think. Cause it's like, cause Google, it's like, it imagines like a spider that like crawls across the web and brings everything back for you to look at. Interesting. Um, so that's regular internet. And so since you're connecting to a third party service in order to access whatever you want, like YouTube or Amazon <laughs> or whatever, um, it's not, anyone can be looking at what you're doing essentially um we've seen the rise of like vpns be really popular um and vpns create like a tunnel around your connection so that people outside people can't look in um but what the deep web is is a peer-to-peer connection service so we would use something like Tor or they're called onion clients because you need to like layer yourself really, really deeply in order to like protect against um, observation if you're going into the deep web. Um, But basically it cuts out that third party server. And so like we would just, I would just directly connect to Brent's computer with my computer. Um, And that way it makes it impossible for um, like a government or any, any third party person to look in on where your connections are going and that's why it's really popular like the dark web is a thing because it it creates a way for illegal activity to go without being caught and we we and we like to use we actually get to add a two to the zeros and ones so like (laughs) that makes it even better because we have twos also so you know it's pretty dope it's very very dope so it's past your bicameral mind baby (laughs) um so they go to this uh, deep web page where um, the people were instructed to um, the people who went on this web page were like, very good. Um, make a new email address using this um, like host thing. Um, we will send you. They then sent people who made the email um they sent them directly some puzzles. Like I think each person who got an e- email individually got their own sort of like decrypt this email type thing. And then they were given a number and then they were meant to email that number back to them. Um, sort of to prove right. like each individual person had the ability to like crack the code. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so after they sent this, this, um, this number to them confirming that they had uh, cracked the code, um, they received sort of like a questionnaire thing back. Um, and it asked them a lot of questions about like, do you believe censorship harms 
humanity? Uh, do you believe it, the spread of information should be free? Do you believe that everyone has the right to anonymity and any tools they need in order to preserve their anonymity? Do you um, believe in life after love? That's the biggest question, I think. That was the that was that was the deal breaker. You could get everything else perfect, but if you don't believe in life after love, would you then... do anything for love, but not that? You know, yeah. that's another big question. Exactly. Um, the, maybe the biggest question of all. It is. Do you want to know what love is? There's a lot of love love questions. Kind of. Mm, there's a lot of songs about love. Mm. Well, of, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't I think know. It's just, it's, one of, it's just one of those things. Um, we'll never crack it. Yeah, we will never crack. Dude, that it's I part only of the, love it's numbers. part of the third. It's part of the third puzzle. You oh, only shit. love the numbers. Yeah, I only love numbers. I only love zeros and ones. I'm a cold robot. Oh yeah, hackers who code. Um, so bringing it back. <laughs> after so after they would respond to this questionnaire, um, it was like it, seemingly if you, um were like if in line with the organization's beliefs or if you answered their questions the way that they wanted you to then um so our boy marcus from the beginning he about a month later received an email saying congratulations you're now a member of cicada 3301 um so they're Three three zero one, um, because Knox Populi, the dude who we'll, we'll talk about it, but the dude who solved the second puzzle didn't actually become a member. Um, but so after um, after a month had happened, um, Cicada made another post which said with an- another like one of their images. They said, "Hello, we have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month long journey ends for now." Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete this test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301. P.S. And then there was like a long string of letters and numbers. Um, And I don't know what that P.S. means. Um, I couldn't find any information on anyone about the PS or anything. So I have no idea what that means. No, there was no information on if anyone extracted any like image data from this actual image. I suspect there was nothing in it. This is like friggin' Willy Wonka of the Cyberverse. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, weird. <laughs> it reminds me of the book Ready Player One a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys read it. The, the, the whole this idea of like the creator of this thing is just like, hey, guess what? I'm embedding a bunch of puzzles and shit into this game. If you solve it, you get like my fortune yeah. or whatever. There was, you know? um, there was Definitely like has a, that vibe. There was like a real life Ready Player One. Did, did you guys ever? Um, have you guys ever heard of Peter Molyneux? Yeah. Um, no. From the the Sims guy. He did or, he make the Sim? Is he the Sims guy or is he the uh, Fable guy? He's the Fable guy. Fable guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, the Sims guy is the, is he the same dude who did Spore? Something right. Something right. Will right? Will, is it Will, Will right? Yeah. Will yep, right? Yep, yep, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But Peter Molyneux, he made. Um, the black and white games he made yeah Fable. Those, those are good um but he also made this game that was called like um it was called like chip the box or something and what it was was it was an app where it was this huge cube um and that what you would do and it was made up of little tiles and you would tap the tile and the tile would break um 
and everyone in the world who was on this app was was working together to chip through this box. That's how big the box was. Mm. Um, we cannot. We no. Nah, it's probably not enough to do a whole episode on it. So we'll just talk about it now. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was like it was it was taking for it took like months and months and months. Um, and there were multiple multiple layers of this box. Um, and Peter Molyneux said, whoever chips the last tile to open to, to on the final layer will get whatever's inside. Um, and so months went by alive. and yeah, the but- last the last person to chip the tile. First off, he was like some random like like 20 something year old dude in college who didn't play who who didn't play video games at all and just thought the app was kind of cool and just so like happened to be the last like he he like didn't even like he was like yeah I wasn't really trying to it just sort of like happened um but like inside whoever was the last person like got like partial revenue on Peter Molyneux's next game and was going to be like co-creator for his next game um, and was going to get like like twenty thousand dollars or something like just right off the bat. It was super weird. Um, and it's it like so completely cool, it like it is super cool if it like went to the right person. But the dude was like not interested in it like whatsoever. He was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to design a game with you. I don't really care about. I don't care about yeah, video Peter Molyneux has always been sort of like a big idea guy who maybe they're not always. Just the shittiest execution ever. (laughs) (laughs) Did did the Fable Journey game ever get made? I don't. I don't think so. So, I mean, the prom. The promise of Fable was always like you can literally do anything. Anything is possible, and it was like you can either pick the good choice or the bad choice. Which the good choice is like save the town. The bad choice is murder everyone. It's like do very like kind of like simplified morality. You know what was the um. Which one of the fables after you beat the game, the game like completely changed and it became like a city management sim, right? I think that's the third one because, yeah. So, in the actual story of the game, Bobby, you like your older brother is like on the throne and evil, and you're meant to like overthrow him. Um, and then when you when you overthrow him, it turns out he was like, Yeah, I'm evil, but it's because there's this great like it's like a great demon beast it's like the end of the world essentially it's just approaching and he's like all of the so all of the evil choices he was making were because if he did all that then he would save the town and the world from the beast um so when you become king you need to like you you need to either you're like oh shit so you can either make your citizens really happy but then the like end of the world will come or you can make all their lives shitty but you'll save them from the end of the world. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that's a cool idea, but like, it's kind of just black and white. Ha <laughs> ha. Just like his other mm. games. Um, <laughs> um, but so that was the end of the, uh, first puzzle. And we'll talk about, um, what Marcus got for solving it, um, at the end. Uh, cause it's more about like, he, he talks a lot about what the organization is. Um, so let's just move right on to the second puzzle. So again, the second puzzle was uh, the second puzzle was posted on January fourth or fifth of twenty thirteen. Um, same image, almost the same message. Hello again. Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it. Lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. Thirty three hundred one. Um, at this point, we are the, like 
from the first puzzle, most people already know the type of stuff that they get up to. Um, uh, so they 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 cracked uh, the image using outguess again, which led them to another book code. They love book code cipher things. Um, <clears throat> this riddle said, welcome again. Here is a book code to find the book. Break this riddle. A book. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Da Vinci Code was big at the time and all that. So, like, we're <laughs> yeah. really into the ciphers within books. What can yeah. you say? Well, we'll also the the choice of the books is also very specific. Um, it says, "Sorry, continue." Yeah, <laughs> a book whose study is forbidden, once dictated to a beast, to be read once and then destroyed, or you shall have no peace. Um, I love the rhyming riddles; those are the best ones. Which is very, very ominous. Um, it then had the actual book code within the same message. Um, so, according to Knox Populi, uh, who helped solve these, um, he was like, oh yeah, this one was pretty easy. <laughs> um, so, the book in question is called The Book of Law by Aleister Crowley. Um, oh, okay, Mr. Satanic Church himself, okay. Yeah, so um, a book whose study is forbidden um, to be read once and then destroyed or you shall have no peace refers to the fact that um, the book talks about how you're supposed to read the book once and um, then just like live your life based on the your initial response to the book. Mm. Um, and it's sort of like it would defeat and, and, and the reasoning is because it would defeat the whole point of the book is to live the life, how you is living life, how you want to. Um, so if you were to analyze the book and study it to a, to, to a T, um, it would defeat the entire purpose of what the book is trying to tell you. Interesting. Um, so I, cause I originally thought that the who studies, I was like, Oh, it must be like a book that had been banned. So, and I'm sure this book was banned somewhere. It must've been, um, but um, yeah. Once dictated to a beast is apparently because he thought that this knowledge had been dictated to him um, from something. I don't really know. They didn't ever say what he had been dictated it from. I'm sure you could find out um, if you looked it up. But that's not. It wasn't really relevant, so I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now this puzzle gets really interesting here. I really, really like this second puzzle. This puzzle is wicked cool. And was this um, just a quick question? Was this what year was this puzzle? This was 2013. Okay, so it's exactly like literally the following year. It's exactly one year after. Okay. Um. Yeah. There you go, Brent. Brent's doing 2013. Um. I love visual so, jokes on a audio meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, me too. we do I've it so much. Has, I've that had some people who have been like, "Oh, why don't you like record it and like post it to YouTube?" And I'm like, Cause "None of us want to edit video." <laughs> Like it's, it's what already we do. too much work. To, like, it's already <laughs> yeah. so much work just to get this audio version out. Yeah, it's like to do a oh, video version. Oh, oh god, I know. I know we'd have oh. to cut them simultaneously so that they like lined up. Oh, sorry, yeah. people, you're not yeah. getting it. You, the best you'll get is the cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, probably the easiest thing would be. Well, the cartoons are very cool. I like the cartoons a lot. Yeah. Um, the easiest thing yeah. would just be like to record the Discord and then just have like the Discord audio, not have like the higher quality pod audio, because that'd yeah. be way easier. Um. But so the book code, once they figured out the book of law, they used it, you know, the drill, um, which led them to a Dropbox link. So Ooh. now we're downloading some interesting things. Ooh. 
Um, so in this Dropbox link were three folders. One was a folder called data, which included three files that had numbers as their name seemingly at this point like just looking at it it's like okay they they don't really mean anything the file types were impossible to determine um because they were encrypted um one of them was uh an audio file of a song um that was called 761.mp3 which is a prime number by the way um and the third one was an operating system um so we'll get we'll get to the operating system in a bit because that's obviously the the main part of this. So um, first, they looked at each of the files um, outside of the operating system. Uh, the data files with all the numbers were completely useless outside of the operating system. The audio file, though, they were able to look at the tags and look at uh, the data behind it, and they f- um, it was sort of like it, the audio file. It was like a it was a guitar song um, that like it starts off pretty simple, just like some guitar notes. And then it like evolves into this weird experimental orchestral thing. If you want to listen to it, um, look up uh, the in star emergence um, because they were able by looking at like the metadata tags, they were able to find out that the actual name of the song was the in star emergence. And the artist was three, three, zero one. Um, but also within this image was a a hidden message. Uh, and the message said parable one, five, nine, five, two, seven, seven, six, four, one, like the instar tunneling to the surface. We must shed our own circumferences, find the divinity within and emerge. Ooh, we got some preaching going on. Um, yeah. Or is it another message? Um, this uh, this like parable as they call it or like this poem or whatever um isn't really relevant this this second puzzle has a lot uh, a lot of this information is used in the third puzzle to solve the third puzzle a lot of it right now is just like kind of wishy-washy um so onto the operating system the operating system uh when you booted it up onto your computer it would show a series of prime it would just like across the screen to show a series of prime numbers that ended at 3301 um and then you realize it was windows vista and god damn it <laughs> yeah no it like it, it, it looks no! like it <laughs> it like actually looked like like docs or DOS box or whatever it was called. DOS. Oh, hell yeah. yeah it like type in some command prompts. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, dude. like, like, That's like, yeah, specialty. like, sh- like actually command prompts. Like it was, Fuck it was, um, Love it. it was, uh, really bare bones. Um, <laughs> so after all the primes cycled through the message, a message popped up that said at one, two, three, one, five, zero, seven, zero, five, one, three, two, one. Um, which is a pal. It's a palindromic number. I don't know if this one is prime. I'm sure it's prime. It's gotta be, um, and the message said, the key is all around you. Good luck. Three, three, zero, one. This makes me feel like, you know, I know I've brought this up way too much on the show, but like, you know, the trick cereal thing. I knew it. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> yeah. I'm always talking about the tricks rabbit. 
But like, you know, you got to look in the back of the box and at the bottom, it's like, go to Costa Rica to find the clue. It's like the silly didn't rabbit. It just, didn't it just tell you to like go to a website? Yeah, it was literally like one thing. It'd just be like, it would just be like a check under with- the couch to look for the rabbit's clue. And you'd click the couch and it'd be like, oh, the rabbit is in East Asia. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Your trick is now gone. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't know why it just reminds me of that. I think this is no, so cool. It is, dude. This is so cool. Like, I so badly wish I was smart enough to like even part even like think about participating in this. Oh come on, like, Jack! You got no, this. dude. Like this stuff is so incredibly complicated. Um, so Knox Populi was like, okay, well that at they've never done the at before. So what does the at mean in relation to what the they? believe in about um because they had asked about internet freedom and informational freedom and and, and internet anonymity um so he was like all right well it's let me just go jail sh- it's a lock what the at, the at keeps you down no the at just means that it is a username for social media okay yeah see um, i so would he, not solve the puzzle <laughs> so he he goes he goes um and checks social media and finds a twitter account um and the twitter account had been posting um like tons of tweets that had again seemingly random letters and numbers um but him being a a hacker who codes he immediately recognized it as hex code um and for those who don't know what hex code is it's a compact form of binary um if you don't know what binary is it is zeros and ones that represent the zeros and ones <laughs> that represent um that represent data um so a bi- so hex code is like it uses letters um to represent um to represent series of of binary. So each letter in hex code represents four digits of binary. And so you, you um, may you may have seen hex codes with like colors, right? Like that's the same thing, right? Um like basically like like pantone numbers well like you know when you're in like illustrator or something it's like no i know i don't know if that's the same thing honestly it might be Mm -hmm. it probably is it's probably just the actual like it's probably the hex code version of of the data that displays that color right the numbers are associated with that color that would make sense yeah but there it's just think of it as just think of it as um like code if it if it think of when when if you're like if you don't know anything about computers and you're like oh i know that like code is just like a series of letters and numbers like that's like what hex code is it's just it's just a series of letters and numbers that represent data um so each tweet then roughly had about 65 bytes of data which is like tiny which is nothing um so this is where it gets really, really, really confusing for me. Um, because there is this concept in programming and cryptology called an XOR, which is an exclusionary offset or something, I think. Um, and what it, it's a way to encrypt hex code um, because you offset the hex code by some random number. Um, and it changes everything. It like shifts everything like down 
in 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 the code basically so if a equals one and b equals zero one now a equals zero one and b equals zero zero one or and c equals mm-hmm. like it just moves yeah. everything down a certain amount um so um he he described it as using a lot of trial and error um so you actually can't read um so hex code actually has to be converted into binary before it can be converted into readable data um so before he'd even convert it into binary so that's how he realized he needed to he he there was some sort of offset um because when he converted it into binary it wasn't even like the binary couldn't even output to anything it wasn't even readable um so he eventually used the numbers from those other random files in the data folder from that original Dropbox thing um, as an offset. Again, this is like the most simplified ex- explanation I can give. Um, I highly, if you are actually interested in learning how this is done, I highly recommend you look up Knox Populi on YouTube. He has very great videos explaining all of these. Um, but he used the numbers found in that in, in, to compile the image. Um, and so he they found... Um, the Twitter found was related to a PNG image of a cicada. Um, and a PNG is important because PNGs cannot have data steganographically hidden in them using outguess. Um, so they were purposefully being like, it's not an outguess thing. Um, so again, they looked at the actual like images, metadata and found, um, code for a second image that was not a PNG. Um, and this second image was a table called the Gematria Primus. <gasps> Gematria. Um, I don't know. What is Gematria? Gematria is like a weird, um, like coded, like numbers and letters associated uh, coding system. So like basically... Like you would say, like, my name is Bobby Briggs. B has, like, a certain number associated with it. And then O has a certain number associated with it. And so, like, you would, like, add those numbers together to get, like, the, you know, what my name represents. And then those numbers, like, are coded to mean something. And so, like, people say, you know, there's all these crazy videos on YouTube that I I, I think I mentioned it in one of our podcasts before. But I was thinking about doing an episode on it where people will have like these theories that, you know, like LeBron James has the same Gematria number as like King James. And that also corresponds with the Gematria number for like the day that he that LeBron James won his first NBA finals. Oh, weird. It's just like people use it to like predict sports outcomes. It's so Mm. bizarre. Oh, Um but yeah, I, I just assumed it was some like I just assumed it was something random. Just like it has they just some kind of like, like came up with it. I think it has some kind of like Jewish like origins. Yeah, yeah, they had mentioned that that um they um the the dude was like unlike other gematrias um this one is um this one is not this one's not connected to Hebrew. Okay, um this one had three columns. And mm-hmm. 26 rows, one for each letter. Um, and so the first column was 
um, was Norse runes, which corresponded to letters, and the letters corresponded to values or numbers. Um, so it's basically just like a translation between. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's sex. like a it's like a key to a, yeah. to a cipher, basically. Um, which again had no use when it was discovered. Um, so yeah, so. Then, since this image, this Demetrio Primus image, was not a PNG, this image could be um, used without guess to find if there was a stenographic, I don't even know, (laughs) stenographic info Stegonography? Stegonography. Yeah, stegonography. (laughs) Stegonographic data hidden in the image. And... Another message was found. So now this is a message that was in an image that was hidden in an image that was hidden in offset hex code that was being that was being posted like every few minutes on a Twitter account that needed to all be compiled and blah blah blah. Then you needed to use then you needed to use the 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 numbers from the the data file to offset. It was it, it is so complex. Um. But the image that was found on the, or the message that was found on the um, Gematria Primus image was seemingly just completely blank. Um, Now, obviously, it wasn't actually blank because that would be lame. And this is Cicada and they're wicked cool. Um, It wasn't actually blank. It was actually a series of spaces and tabs, which Mm. do hold data. Um, Binary. It was binary. It was, uh, yeah, the, the, the spaces and tabs referred to zeros and ones. Um, so when the image was converted to binary and then converted to English, it was an image. It was a, uh, a message that said, come to, um, E M I W P four M U U two K T W K N F dot onion. Um, which we're going back to the deep web boys. Cause that's a, that is essentially it's like it's like a URL, but for the deep web. Hold your breath, um, boys. We're going swimming. And then they said, "We shall see you there." Good luck, three three zero one. Um, yeah. So it's like it's like a URL, but for Tor or the deep web. If you want to be dramatic, this um, is so cool. I'm getting yeah. like I'm getting so excited. Yeah. So on this onion page was a message that said. Web browsers are useless here. And then it had ASCII art of the cicada. And then it said, welcome. Um, if you don't know what ASCII art is, it's like making images out of like letters and symbols that you can type on your keyboard. You often see it in, on Twitter, right? Kind of. Yeah, you see it in like hey. Twitter. You see it in like um, like comments for like YouTube all the time and yeah. stuff. Like, right. people make, like, big thumbs up out of, like, ASCII art. It used to be way more popular back in, like, the earlier 2010s um, yeah. when this was being made. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, so they took the code and that ASCII art and stuff from the website and brought that into the operating system so that they could start entering um, commands for it. Because um, they, like... like the image said web browsers are useless here. Um, so they brought it into the, uh, a program where they could start entering commands. Um, so there were actually a few fun things that you could do with this program. If you typed a number, the program would factor that number out. Um, 
And so if you don't know what factoring is, is you break numbers down to you take like you take 10. Um, if you were going to factor 10, 10 would be two and five because um, you can't factor that anymore. 40 would be you could take two and 20 and then 20 would be two and 10 and then 10 would be two and five. So it's anything the fact, that multiplies into. That yeah, number. the factorization is the lowest numbers you can get when multiplied all together. Make that other number. So the factorization of 40 is like two, 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 five. Um, so it would try to factor the numbers. If you typed in a prime number, which obviously the only factors are one in itself, um, it would try to flip that number and then factor that number out. If both the prime and the prime's inverse were prime, it would just simply output a, pl- uh, a plus sign. Um, if you typed in... Um, if you typed in the word count before any other word it would use that it would use the gematria prime primus that we that we talked about before to convert that word into a number and then if and then factor it out or if it was prime you know just show the plus sign um so people started putting in oh i completely lied (laughs) um how dare you Oh, no, I didn't lie. <laughs> so people started putting in that poem, that um, that in-star emergence poem from the song into it line by line. Um, and it just gave, out of like, I guess. Um, just be, because people were putting in people started putting in count and then like every single phrase, because um, the way that they would type things were very specific. Um, so like every single message. So like the, 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 the message we just talked about, the come to and then the like onion uh, URL that mm-hmm. was one line and then it was spaced and then we shall see you there was its own separate line spaced good luck is its own line so people were putting in every single phrase that they had ever said because they say good luck at the end of like every single one of their ones so they were just using every single possible thing they could do like the all of these puzzles being solved are just like hundreds of people just doing trial and error like just mm-hmm. throwing everything they can at this to figure out what Cause like, if you're going to like, you could sit there and try to think about what to put in, but like, you might as well just start like typing things in. Um, so people were doing that with this poem and, um, all of the, the gematria numbers that were outputting with each line, um, multiplied up to be that parable number that was at the beginning of the, um, of the poem, the, the, the like parable one, five, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. but so that's pretty interesting, um, but it's not really useful. Uh, at this point in the video that I was watching, Knox uh, Populi described it as if um, you take a watch and you're looking at the watch and you go, well, obviously this thing has very complex mechanisms that make it go, that make it take hours, minutes, seconds, all that good stuff. And then it was as if under, it was as if you know that the watch has very complex mechanisms in order to work, but then you flipped it over and opened it up and actually looked at that mechanisms and saw the hundreds of tiny gears and everything all working together. And it's sort of like that. We, we talked about this phenomenon before about, about not knowing what you don't know. And that when you do learn stuff, you actually become a lot more like humble for lack of a better word, because now you understand how much there is that you don't know. So yeah. He was he was describing finding this program as if you were looking 
at the insides of a watch and now you can finally un like because b- before you knew it was complex but now you mm-hmm. like you're like oh my god i am completely overwhelmed i have no idea how this watch is working mm-hmm. um so if you typed hello or get 3301 it outputted another hex code that translated to very good you have done well to come this far and then it gave another um another onion uh url page link thing good luck 3301 uh funny enough if you typed hint it would give you a hex code that translated to you can't see the forest when you're looking at the trees good luck Mm. again interesting but not very useful as of right now um so connecting to the address with uh the hex code would bring you to a page that only said patience is a virtue um like just in like plain text on a white page patience is a virtue um so people obviously started to break the website and try to like figure out what was like if there was anything hidden in the website um and a lot of the code breakers described this as a mistake on cicada's part like they messed something up um because they were able to find out that the server that this web page was hosted at was rented from somewhere in tokyo um mm. and shortly after this was discovered the website was taken down um that's what they want you to think yeah they, i guess so i don't know I knew you would find the website in Tokyo, and I knew that I would take it down. It was all part of my plan. Um, when the page Classic the page eventually going. came back up, um, I assume the page came back up when it was planned to like change because before, when it said patience is a virtue, there was a timer. So now, I guess like they were meant to just wait and come back later. Um, so eventually, the page came back up. And it was a, um, it was like a series of questions. Again, it was a questionnaire, but these ones weren't like related to ideologies or anything. These were just like, these, these were questions that were more to get you to think about things. Um, so like Knox said that, um, his favorite, oh, and then it also had a list of like, multiple choice answers that would be like agree disagree don't know and it had like a bunch of other random like answers for this thing um not many examples of the questions are left but Knox said that his favorite one was everyone knows what you mean when you say it's dark outside but what does it refer to and like that mm. that those were the kind of questions that they would add like they were really just meant yeah to just get your brain um working that kind of reminds me of like um i don't know i read this in high school but it was like when you say like i hate myself like you're talking about two different people there's the i and there's the self like i hate myself those are two different things and it just made me think about that i don't know is it two different things or is it two different words for one thing well it's like what is the i and what is the self and like why does you both are you Right. It's just kind of like it's it's more saying like like to separate them. Um to separate them goes against the very nature of, of, of their being a self. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just kinda of reminded me. But of yeah, that. like just sort yeah, like that would probably be like one of the questions that were yeah. on there. Um there was also a timer at the bottom, and when this timer ran out, um a message the 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 site was replaced with a message that said, Very good. 
To attain enlightenment, create a GBG key for your email address. Um, that's just like a, it's like just a secure email thing. Um, so Knox did that and he waited and waited and waited, but never received an email um, from Cicada. And that is the end of the second puzzle. Wait, so he won, but he never got an email. He won, but he never became a member of Cicada. So maybe he didn't win then. Well, I mean, he solved the puzzle, but he just didn't. Maybe there was another step that he, like, missed. Or he just didn't answer the questions right. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the presumption is that he just didn't answer satisfactory or he like wasn't what they were looking for yeah um so the third puzzle is way way faster to explain um because it's unsolved so a lot of it is we just don't have information on it um (coughs) so it started with the usual image post except this time it the message was very different it said epiphany is upon you your pilgrimage has begun enlightenment awaits good luck 3301 um, so this led to some puzzles that used some of that useless information, um, from the beginning, uh, from, uh, from the second puzzle that didn't really seem to be relevant. Um, and eventually they found what is the most interesting part of, of, um, of Cicada 3301, which is called the Liber Primus, um, mm. which means first book in English. Well, Liber Primus is Latin, but it means first book. Um, the Liber Primus is 58 pages of Elder Futhark Norse runes and various, um, various uh, art and drawings there's like drawings of like mayflies and trees um let me send you guys a link to are you hacking jack um yeah yeah i'm hacking um so these are the uh so though so that's a link to the um don't click at uh, at like the top of it is 17 already sold pages don't look at those yet um okay so for right now, just look at, you can just scroll, you can scroll down and see all of these pages. Um, so you can see like they're very, like they look like some sort of like ancient cryptic like text, but it's, it's supposedly written by uh, Cicada. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just pages and pages full of like, there's this like image of this mayfly that's mirrored. There's a mayfly wing on one of the pages. There's like a very blurry uh, tree. Um, a lot of the like text is stylized with some with red and being larger, or smaller. There's random drawings. It's really, really just interesting to look at. It's kind of beautiful. It almost it looks is. like a graphic novel. Yeah, it's really weird. Pages forty nine through fifty one have like random like numbers and letters in English. Um, so out of this first set of um, 58 pages, only two have been solved. There have been more pages that have been released that have been solved. So there's a total of 17 solved pages wow. uh, in 
total. Um, so the first page to be solved was page 50, uh, 58. Well, page it's 57.jpg, but that's because page one is 0.jpg. So it's page 58. Um, but page 58 was the first one to be solved because it was just straight up um, like English letters replaced with uh, Futhark runes. Um, and that page says, parable, like the instar tunneling to the surface, we must shed our own circumference, find the divinity within and emerge, which is again that that same poem. Um, very f- interesting that they talk about shedding and emerging because that's what cicadas do. They yeah, was burrow say. underground and then they shed there. So um, I'm actually really interested. I, th- I think that um, something when, when the cicadas emerge, I think that cicada 3301 might start up again. Hmm. I think I like because it's like lining up at the right time. This yeah, year. it's lining up this year. And I think that um, maybe they were just waiting for the cicada brood to do something related to cicadas. Um, the second page to be solved was page 57, um, which says an end within the deep web. There exists a page that hashes to and then a long string of letters and numbers. It is the duty of every pilgrim to seek out this page. Um whatever page that they're referring to um, has not been found yet. Wow. Um, so basically like they, they can decipher like one page, but once you decipher the like gibberish language that they created, you're not going to understand it all. Like it's not. Well, yeah. So like, obviously the first thing that everyone did was just translate the runes into letters using the Gematria Primus. Yeah. Um, but though, like when you're now in English letters and numbers, um, it, it's all encrypted. And so they don't know, they don't have the key to the cipher just yet. Um, there are, so the, the other solved pages are like really like they're really cryptic. So like the first page says a warning believe nothing from this book except what you know to be true test the knowledge find your truth experience your death do not edit or change this book or the message contained within either the words or their numbers for all is sacred Mm. and then it's like welcome pilgrim to the great journey toward the end of all things it is not an easy trip but for those who find their way here it is a necessary one along with Along the way, you will find an end to all struggle and suffering, your innocence, your illusions, your certainty, and your reality. Ultimately, you will discover an end to self. And it's just like really cryptic, like kind of culty type stuff. Uh, Loss of divinity. The circumference practices three behaviors which cause the loss of divinity. Um, And then it lists like it's um, very, very... Just is like so... is this like common theme that I've seen like of like ego death, you know? Yeah. Um, like getting rid of the self for enlightenment. So that's basically all the information we have on the third puzzle in the Libra Primus. Like the Libra Primus is like this. It's like like it's like the freaking it's like the Da Vinci Code. It's like insane. Um, when when was this puzzle released? This puzzle was released in 2014. Oh, um, wow! So it's been six years. Yeah, the hint that was so nothing was released in 2015, um, and then the hint that was released in 2016 
was another image that said, beware of false paths, always verify a PGP signature. It basically was just saying, don't, um, don't, uh, don't, uh, follow fake, fake cicadas. Only, only try to only, only listen to the real cicada. Um, something that I forgot to mention too, was in the middle of the first puzzle, one of the messages said, um, we are only looking for the brightest individuals. This has become too popular. We don't want the followers. Only the first few who solve will be, will shall receive the prize. Um, meaning like they felt that it was too popularized and they didn't want people who were just like following along with the people who are actually solving it. Right. Um, wow. And yeah, so. Um, that's where we leave off. Uh, That's wild. <laughs> something that I find really interesting that there's no way in hell that this was a coincidence was the first page to be solved was the last page of the Libra Primus. And the second yeah. page to be solved was the second to last page of the Libra Primus. Like there's no way that's a coincidence. Yeah. Um, but like, that's the only information I have on that. Um, so those are all the puzzles. Basically that's, um, all of the information and correspondence that Cicada has given to the public. Um, a lot of the uh, emails that were sent personally to people's uh, emails once they had asked for them are not public. There have been a few that have been leaked, um, but it was mainly from the first puzzle. And it, that's how we know like what kinds of questions um, they asked and what puzzles were directly sent to people. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is boggling my brain. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to, do you guys want to hear about what Marcus Warner had said about being a member of Cicada? Let's just, I guess we should just get into that. I desperately want to know. Um, like what you show these guys. So how is this org actually structured? According to Marcus Wainer, um, when you're invited to join, each member is 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 given sort of um, they were emailed a username and password um, that let them log into this sort of like forum page on the deep web again, um, where they could talk to other members. Other he he said he met about twenty other people who had solved the first puzzle as well, um, and. One of the people on those pages was a um, sort of he describes them as a handler or like an overseer from um, Cicada uh, who uh, was sort of like guiding them through what to do now. So he said that um, he he describes the, the the actual structure of the organization as. Everyone, you only know people from... So he he knew people from that group of 20 uh, uh, who had solved the first puzzle. But again, he didn't know anyone personally. They had all used, um, you know, random names or uh, they used encryption to keep their anonymity, obviously, because that's what... Um, the group is about. So in the email he received that where, where he was uh, granted membership, they were like, all right, so we're basically sort of like a think tank activist volunteer group. Mm. Um, and they said, you have probably 
you probably know about some of our projects that we've done in the past. And um, for internal security reasons, they cannot, they can't tell you what any of their previous projects have been. They specifically say they're not a hacker group. They're not um, involved in anything illegal. Uh, any member who is found to be doing any illegal activities will be immediately removed from the organization. And anyone who is doing illegal activities is um, ordered to stop all illegal activities before joining the group. And if they want to continue them, then to not join. If they want to continue their activities, then don't join the group. Absolutely. They're not looking to break any laws. Mm. Um, that being said, they're dealing a lot with they their their beliefs are exactly what they had asked about in that first email about ideologies. They believe that censorship harms humanity everywhere. They believe that information should be free um, and accessible to anyone, any information um, that every individual has the right to privacy, has the right to anonymity on the Internet. Um, and since they use a lot of like deep web stuff, um, a lot of those types of people get targeted by surveillance um, from the, from various governments. Cause it is a global organization. So like um, there's one member who's from the middle East who like has to heavily, heavily encrypt all of her um, information uh, because mm -hmm. she will be like, like, especially as a woman in the middle East involved in this kind of stuff, like she'll just be like killed if she's found out. Wow. Um, so, what he actually was brought into the group to do is him and his sort of like recruitment wave were asked to create a project that um, followed the guidelines of the group's ideologies. Um, and they were like, can we get some like examples? And they were like, no, you guys just have to come up with it on your own. Um, and he notes at this point, he realized that the social... There wasn't a chain of command. It was more of a social web limitation. So mm -hmm. they were encouraged to recruit people below them into the group using the same techniques that Cicada did. Um, it's so, a pyramid scheme. It kind of it like kind of is. <laughs> um, Marcus Wanner was um, he actually said that he suggested some. Um, oh wait, that's not happening yet. Hold on. Forget about that. Um, so his group decided to make sort of a dead man switch for, um, for cryptology cipher key holders. Um, because what had happened was there were whistleblowers and other people who held, um, encrypted information that went missing or were found dead. Um, and the key to their, their ciphers encrypted data was, lost forever um and like obviously they were silenced by whatever organization didn't want this person releasing that information so marcus mm. and his group were like let's make a program that will automatically release the data if this person doesn't you know check in certain or whatever so it's impossible for someone to be silenced if they die or go missing the key will be released and the data will be able to be accessed um so he said that he started to build sort of a base code for it and he would post on the website um but people weren't really engaging with him anymore um he he admitted that he was only 16 at the time and he admitted that oh wow um his like base coding for this thing was kind of like 
bad and that like nobody really wanted to be like oh well this is really bad coding but nobody else could really code as well like nobody else was really good at at coding for what they needed to do. So Marcus actually suggested some puzzles to his handler for the next round of cicada recruitment that he said he saw show up in um, the second wave of puzzles. So he actually, um, he was, he, he actually, you know, influenced the, the puzzles that were, were, were later released, which I think is really, really interesting. But, Mm. He notices at this point, he realized that you only you can only contact the people directly above or directly below you in the chain. Um, And that way it it made it so it was impossible to know how many members were actually part of this group and how deep their roots actually went. Um, Another interesting thing that he found out was that Cicada 3301 was was just this portion that he was part of. It was literally just that like group of people that got recruited over those three puzzles. Um, And that there is that the larger organization has no official name and has no official iconography or whatever. And he even said there are other groups that use different imagery and iconography and have a different name that are all part of this larger group. So, like I'm mm. now thinking like like oh is like anonymous part of this group is like like was WikiLeaks one of the projects that this group had made previously? Um because if they were so certain that people had heard of it, like like it's gotta be some some um sort of thing. So as he was uploading his his code to this place trying to get feedback and trying to get people to help him, um he noticed that by the end he was the only one on the website and eventually he couldn't even log into the website and he just stopped um, receiving any contact from Cicada whatsoever. Wow. Um, and he was like, yeah, I guess they were just done with me and our, and our, and our group. Um, I guess they just like, they probably just, I, I assume they just weren't happy with what the group was doing. And they were like, all right, done. We're done with you guys. Um, but they just cut them off, um, which is really just super like, this has to go like, higher up. This like, has to I, go like way up. I feel like. So he, Marcus says that he was like, for all I know, it could just be one dude who's just making everything up and just wanted to see if we could like, and is just trying to take credit for a project that we had all worked on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a part of me that there's a part of me that was like, with there's so much anonymity to all this that like it's possible that like it's just. Someone who's like has a lot of time in their hands and is trying to pull some clever ruse on everybody. I don't know. Yep. Oh, dude. But the amount, like, the physical, like, I, the only one of the only things that like brings me back to like, no, it's got to be bigger than just one dude. Is the physical posters? Yeah. Like he could just have one impressive ruse. (laughs) He could have just had like, like again, like he could have just had like random people that he had met like online and stuff, and was like, hey, can you just go put a poster up somewhere and then send me the sure, or you know, it's just like like a small you know internet community of people just trying to like pull pull like a little Q and on onto them and be like, oh yeah, we're this big crazy organization who knows all this information on whatever and is just trying to like. Fuck with people. There's but, no reason as yeah. to you know. There's no harm in believing that it's some big global organization, no, I <laughs> and I think that it's so. It is so just fat. Like that whole aspect of like 
they have done many projects mm-hmm. in the name of um, internet freedom and, inf- and freedom of information. Like, oh my god, it's just so. Cool. It's like some Very court of owl shit, you know. Yes, it's like so it's just like Illuminati. I, I I would love to believe that it's like this elite group of like people who are in charge of like the gematria in media, and they're just yeah. training their little like proteges. Yeah, dude, it would be so freaking cool. Um, Knox Populi though, specifically, um, like him and Marcus have have like gone publicly and been like people who think that um people who think that cicada 3301 is some sort of hacker group or some sort of um uh like like they're like they're really not trying to be in the news they're not trying to take care take over anything like they're they're like literally just trying to preserve um, internet freedom, information, um, privacy, anonymity. Like they would, they like they would be very anti. You know, like they would agree a lot with like 1984 and be very anti Big Brother surveillance state. Um, definitely anti facial recognition. Um, mm-hmm. There was one. There's a, a video series. If you're into drama and want to follow the group of people who are to this day, actively trying to solve the Libra primus. Um, this, the YouTube channel, great big story has, a, or Such I don't know if that's channel. Is that their channel or is that just their series? I think that's the name of the channel. Yeah. Well, great big story cicada. Um, they have a four part series where they follow around this, the, the group who's trying to solve it. Like Knox popular talks about how there was like a van parked outside of his house for a few days. Um, they go and interview someone at the NSA and he was like, he was like, I am not, um, morally or legally able to say if, um, if Cicada 3301 is a subgroup within the NSA or if anyone within the NSA has started this or is in charge of this or whatever. Um, which is really interesting. Um, the last thing that I have in my notes is that, um, which makes me think it's not it like it can't be a government a government organization is because the US Navy one year um made a little project called Project Architeuthis Architeuth it, it's like it's it's A R C H I T E U T H I S. So it's like Architeuthis or something. I don't know. It's like dumb. whatever you said works for me. It's like the dumbest <laughs> name ever. Um, but this was also this was a recruitment program inspired by Cicada three three zero one. It was an ARG that was like had cryptology and steganography steganographic puzzles that were very very similar to Cicada three hundred one. And I just think it's absurd that this. 3301 thing inspired the Navy to make their... I just love that the Navy made an ARG. Um, and um, some places where this differ is by solving the Navy's ARG, you're not like... It's not like, congrats, you've... You 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 won the Navy. Yeah, you won, you won yeah, well, a well, job at the well, Navy. Welcome on board, Admiral. <laughs> um, the, the purpose of Project Architeuthis was to, like, excite... Um, uh, people who are interested in this thing and, and, and possibly um, 
like show them that how interesting and fun that kind of work can be. Um, yeah. When when doing the uh, like you could work for the Navy and do that as a job. Um, they actually won a uh, a shorty award for it. Um, shorty awards are like it's it's just an award show for for online content. Um, shoddy award. Yeah. Um, shoddy like it's a just so it's so that like it's so so interesting. Just how like how potentially deep mm. um, this goes and or the, potentially shallow. Yeah, or potentially mm-hmm. shallow, but like either way, it's crazy. I honestly don't even care though, because like the Lieber like just everything about it is just so cool. Like yeah. like even if it's not like even if it ultimately doesn't mean anything, it's like, well, you know, it's super fun. Imagine if it was gibberish. Like Yeah, no, see, I, I definitely agree. I think it's a lot of fun. My I tend to lead towards thinking that it's not what they say it is like it's not doesn't run up as high as they're claiming it to be mainly because i feel like based on like the information you gave us their sort of mission statement they've been sort of failing at i feel like largely Mm -hmm. in the world as far as like surveillance states and like privacy on the internet and um net net neutrality and all this stuff i feel like i feel like in most places in the world that sort of stuff has been very quickly being eroded at and taken away from yeah. us and yeah. if, the, if that's their end goal i feel like they haven't really been successful at m- preserving that other than maybe for their own small group and if they're truly that you know? big like they would probably have more pull well the thing is is it's like they, like they obviously want to stay anonymous you know so sure. i feel like i i think of course i think right it, it seems to me that they are prioritizing the group's anonymity and preserving their ideals for their group themselves first um because if like it's sort of like if they can't do that then they can't really that almost makes it more sure it makes it almost more in line with like an actual secret society where it's like it's about the society and not about the world at large yeah you know or like the world at large is just sort of like a pawn and like a bigger thing that they're trying to do or whatever they've also i could see that aspect yeah it's also like it's like to be fair it seems very hard to fight against you know multiple governments from countries at the same time in yeah. an attempt to to do this whole thing sure. it was it was more to me like they had almost like made it seem like they were like they parts of them were like reached as far as like secret government organizations or something and it's like to me that doesn't ring true just no, based yeah. on no like, yeah i doubt they're what, like what we in any sort of government <laughs> I, I would be more likely to believe that they're like parts of like anonymous or something yeah. although you some people would argue that some of the stuff that anonymous does is not entirely legal and the fact that they seem to be very opposed to a legal activity yeah. would maybe suggest otherwise yeah but i don't know it, it's it gets into a sort of a dicey area there yeah um but they if they also b- believe in like freedom of people having access to information like where's the line yeah because like is it freedom to have the information or they do they draw the line at like well if the government says you can't have it then it's illegal you know like yeah. so that becomes more of like a morality question at that yeah, point it's like, yeah do we have a right to that information or not you know like they I don't think you know. well i think because i think there's a difference between um them not having any illegal actions and mm-hmm. their ideologies not being in line with 
the law because like i think they i think their their ideologies like a lot of them like the freedom like because leaking government information is illegal um but like that's what they want to happen but like they're not you know actively trying i don't like i guess they're not actively trying to like hack into the government then they just they they are just they seem like advocates for the release of information basically Hmm. and you see what brent's saying though because it's like oh, well, we're going to break the law to show you that these people are breaking the law. It's kind of like, hmm. Right, well, and then again, that's like assuming that a group like Anonymous was like somehow connected to this, which is just me like speculating no. or whatever, you yeah. know, which, I mean, I, I think it's m- almost yeah. more likely that that were not the case based on like the philosophy that they're saying. Yeah, yeah. but... It's just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to mentally connect like what are these like larger things yeah, that like, they're referring to, what, you know? What are the other groups that they're talking about i think they're more of they're not they're not like i don't think they're let's break the law to show how people are breaking the law i think they're more of um let's change the laws so that what we want to happen isn't breaking the law Mm. is it seems to be more um yeah this is like I, i feel like this is something where like if i don't know if the libra primus will ever be solved um but if it is, or if any other, or if more puzzles happen, um, we we will definitely come back to Cicada three three one. Well, not definitely. I mean, like if something happens with them, we will definitely talk about it. I so, wonder like, if sure. they're like happy that no one solved it because they're like, hey, we're smarter than everyone. No, or no, no, no. Like, they don't. They want. They're ah. looking for. They're looking for people to solve it. I don't think they're frustrated that no one solved yeah. it. I don't think they necessarily like. I think they 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 just want the people to I think they want people to solve it because they want they need people who have the skills required to solve this um part of me thinks that um that like all of the especially because they made statements about like don't follow false paths and um don't like this is way too popular. We only want the people who are actually solving it. It makes me think that like Marcus Wanner and Knox Populi who are like networking and who are like, they were just, they, they were just in a video series that each one of the videos has over a million views. Like yeah. there's no way that like Cicada obviously saw that, like the people who are in this group obviously saw that they yeah. obviously saw like, there's no way they didn't. I'm sure they follow like, every big name thing that's talking about this and every single one of those people who are in the great big story video and who have publicly gone on YouTube and other public places and talked about their work with this group. Like there's no way any of them are going to get back into the group. Like, yeah, like there's no way any of like, I think part of me thinks that the Libra, that someone solved the Libra primus and then just like, there has to be like one person who just solved everything by, by themselves and then just joined the group and is now working for the group and just hasn't said anything about it because they believe so much into this, into this, this, um, this cause. Yeah. Um, one of the dudes who helped solved the, um, first two pages of the Libra primus was like, he has a degree in like mathematic cryptology or something. And he works for the, he, um, He's like, I am, he's like, my knowledge of cryptography classifies me as a weapon Hmm. under the, under like under us government law, um, because of his, like, because of his ability in like code breaking for like, uh, for like war 
you know, encrypted war data or like or like communications like that. Um, and I was like, you're kind of annoying. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take a breath here, buddy. He was like, I'm a he, he was like, he was like, I'm basically a walk. He's like, I'm a, I'm a walking missile. And it's like, shut up. Yeah, I'm basically Milo from Atlantis, <laughs> the Lost City. He's just, he's just like, he's got a fucking like tank top on. It's yeah. like, welcome to the gun show or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like super annoying. Uh, like, shut up. Or it's like, reading is my weapon. Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wow. that's all the info Ooh. that I have for Cicada. Um, plenty. Whoa. That's plenty. Yeah. I, I just need to say that I know that there are tons of like puzzles and tons of information that I did not talk about because it didn't really seem relevant and like it was just it would just take up a lot of time and a lot of like nitty gritty stuff. Um, so if you are really interested in it, again, um, go check out Knox Popular on YouTube. Um, great in depth. Like the best part, uh, what I hate about what I actually not hate, but but very much disliked about the great big story videos was they're really about like the drama behind all of this and the solutions and they explain the first three puzzles and they get to the Libra Primus within like the first 10 minutes of their first episode it's a four-part series um so the other three parts are just following this group as they try to solve the Libra Primus but the Libra Primus is unsolved so it you're not gonna like get any resolution from watching them. If you, so if you're interested in like the drama behind it, watch the great big story. If you're interested in actually learning how these puzzles are solved and you're into that, like computer geeky hacker lead ones and zeros stuff. Um, check out the, check out the, the Knox popular on YouTube. Um, each video is only like 10 minutes. I watched them on 1.5 speed and I, and I understood them pretty like, like I, I like I couldn't apply that knowledge anywhere, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, mm get it a little bit i can see the steps taken um take a journey yeah but they're all like journey across each one of the freaking great big story videos is like 25 30 minutes whereas this dude's whole explanation of the first of every single puzzle in the first in the 2012 puzzles um all three of the videos add up to like half an hour and it's like all right well you can just sit down for half an hour and learn how to do all of them um that's also where he he the video of um where marcus wayner talks about um uh like everything that he said about the structure and what he was asked to do by all of them um he talks about that in in on that youtube channel um the second videos the second puzzles series isn't finished yet. Um, he uploads very infrequently, like like twice a year infrequently. Um, so his last video was uploaded f- in February of this year. So um, he might, you know, upload another one at some point this year um, and finish out the uh, the explanation of the. Um, of the thing, but you can find the explanation of the, of what he doesn't explain like other places as I did. Um, but yeah, we will keep you up to date. If we get any more information, yeah, we'll do maybe a little follow up, maybe a bonus episode or something. Yes. So that was a yeah. fun suggestion there by, um, Mr. Betts. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Thank you so thank much. You, Mr. Betts. Um, and do you know, being a fan. do you know how Mr. Betts suggested it by emailing us at, brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com again Ooh, baby that's brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com if you don't want to go through the hassle of sending us an email you could shoot us a dm on the twitter at brainboggled pod is twitter brainboggled pod and then yes. we have an instagram which is 
at Brand Boggled. We have a website, which is brainboggledpodcast.com, where there's like a bit of a yeah. blog type thing there that you could post something oh, to. And our cartoons are now on the website. I made a Oh, whole our cartoons are now on the website as well. Nice. Yep. Nice, and nice, also, nice. I don't know if we wanted to read this on this podcast, if we want to save it for the next step, but we got a nice little uh, email. Ooh. Uh, Let's save it for a different Because this one's already yeah, way this is, long. This is too long. <laughs> this, is, this is a hardy boy. Yeah. We'll, we'll save it for the next step. This will be something to look um, forward to, people. Yeah. Yes. So um, that'll be fun. For sure. So stay tuned uh, for that. If you like uh, the podcast and want to hear more or you want to support us, you can either... Um, purchase some of our merchandise. Uh, merchandise. The, the store is on our website. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at Brain Boggled Podcast forward slash Patreon. Or, well, no, patreon.com slash Brain Boggled Podcast. That's what it is. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> um, links to that are in all of our show notes and on the website mm-hmm. and everything. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to all of our bonus episodes. We post. What? we post one a month um and uh, we mostly talk about movies we talk about we have a few about star wars interstellar uh, listen if you become a patreon we'll talk about whatever the hell you want us to talk about yeah yeah i was about monkey wrenches yeah i was thinking about um some topics that we could do for bonus apps that aren't just discussing movies that could just be like topics to talk about like we could do one we could probably we should probably do we could do a bonus app on freaking like playstation 5 and, and and next gen consoles and stuff even i yeah. think that would be a fun one. we should probably do, do that that'd be fun gamer corner yeah gamer, gamer corner, corner. We talk about gamer corner sometimes. with bb and j yeah. yeah all right um Ooh, yeah we gotta wrap this up yeah that's people. all i have to say uh thanks for listening we love you so much bye, bye. Keep on yeah. being out there. Bye.